worship you in spirit and in truth. So bless us, O oh God, that everything that is said, that is done before the advocation, encourage the Lord of your church. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for able to bless us one more day. Uh, that we can worship you and bless you in your presence. And Father, we ask you to guide us, direct us right now. Uh, have thine own way, Almighty Father, Lord. In Jesus Christ, name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 We encourage you to worship our awesome God together and bless him together. And we know we want to encourage you a little something like this. We want to
Opportunity to find. I see some, some fingers still swiping on the smart devices. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you all got to say amen. 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 And it reads What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Will he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen, church. Amen. 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 Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Lord. Lord, for you are the Holy One, Father, the Ancient One, Heavenly Father, and there's none like you, Lord. Lord, we just want to come thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you from the time you touched us and awakened us this morning until this point in time, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you for rest, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you for mercy and we thank you for your grace, Heavenly Father. Father, we need you right now, Lord. Come fill this place, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless from the front of the church all the way to the back and side to side, Lord. Just touch our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, Heavenly Father. To help us have a mind to want to worship you, a, 
a body that want to give you praise and glory and honor, Heavenly Father, for you are worthy of all praises, glory and honor, Heavenly Father. Father, please bless every song that will be sung and every prayer that will be prayed. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going forth all across the land that it changes us from the inside out, Father. Father, bless us not to only be hearers of your word, but doers of your word, Heavenly Father. Father, we just help asking you to please touch right now. Touch sickness, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Father, help us to forget about ourselves right now and just concentrate and focus on you and what you've done. How you have kept us, blessed us, and sustained us, Lord. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen, church.
serve an awesome God yes. who loves us unconditionally. And we know there's none like our God. Uh, let us uh, pray and prepare uh, for the preached word. Mighty God, we just thank you uh, for your grace and your mercy and your love expressed towards us. Uh, now, Father, move in this moment, in this time, and that we hear a word from you, that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Uh, Lord, have thine own way move in this place. Lord, I pray that it be all of you and none of me to speak, Lord, to your people, for we are desperate to hear a word from you. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, we're going to read uh, our scripture text for us. Uh, we'll be looking at Romans, the 8th chapter, uh, verses 31 to 39. Uh, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, as we get to our text, if you can help announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell them, Love protects. Love protects. Amen. Amen. We're going to spend some time looking again at the multifaceted parts of love and see how great God's love is, uh, that it protects us, uh, even when we're going through different diverse trials and tribulations. Um, it is his love that will bring us through. That's why Paul gets to this verse in 31, he gets kind of excited and kind of waxed poetically talking about how great God's love is. Uh, again, reading Romans 8, chapter verses 31 to 39. Those who are able to stand in honor reading of God's words, you're welcome uh, to do so. Lifting up New Living, uh, translation the word of God reads, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God for his word. You may be seated. When we look at these verses, uh, Romans 8 chapter, verses 31 to 39. I want to highlight how they can be broken into two sections. Uh, the first section, verses 31 to 34, that address how God, how God is for us. Expressing to us that he is our best defense attorney. Uh, he is our protector. He is our rock. He is our shield. He is our sword. That he is God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, the God of the heavenly army. So therefore saying that basically what Christ says that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail. So we're understanding that if God is for us, who dare be against us? And then the second part of this passage, verses 35 to 39, tells us how God's love protects us as we go through many of the issues of life that we face, that it highlights to us that no matter how bad it is, it does not mean God does not love you. 
is letting you know that there's nothing that can happen in your life that will make you lose God's love. But we live in a world today where people tell you how they don't love you anymore. How you have, how they feel out of love or they want to separate from you. They want to divorce from you. But God is saying that I will never. I was at a few more witnesses here. So when we understand the faithfulness of God's love, not only will, is he for us, but his love protects us. So it's impossible for us to be separated from God's love. And he opens up in verse 31 about these things. Y'all see that there? Uh, Romans 8, verses 31, New Living Translation reads this way. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? What wonderful things is he referencing? Well, if you are reading this whole letter all in one sitting, by the time you get to the 8th chapter, uh, some of us are familiar with that first verse where it says, Now there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Paul was able to build up his defense about this because he was dealing with how they must have faith in Jesus. In order for us to fully experience this awesome love of God, we got to put our faith in Jesus. That's why Paul opens up his letter with Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of his good news about Christ. It is the power of God that works saving everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentile. There's a popular rap artist named Lecrae that has decided to name a group after Romans 1.16. And so they call them 1.16 after that verse, saying they're not ashamed of the gospel. And this young movement has moved people to get tattoos of 116. And you see maybe bumper stickers of 116 to say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What is happening is that he has reached a young group of people to help them to realize it's okay to stand up. For Christian values and be a Christian in the modern world of society and not be ashamed of the gospel. There's times in lives that when we don't put our faith in God, that we, then we will hide and we'll be crushed and we'll be dismantled and be destroyed. But when you stand on Christ the solid rock, you're going to find out, as Paul is pointing out, that there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be afraid of before it has the power to save. And so he's expressing to this church in Rome uh, that he has yet to visit yet to let them know how great this gospel is that they have heard. And so as he's developing this argument, he's letting them know, this is what I believe. This is what I know. And basically he is submitting evidence to them about how great God's love is. Paul is writing this letter to the church of Rome about salvation and the work of Jesus for them to know the power of this great gospel. Paul has established his belief. And with them, in Romans 1, 16, he keeps on developing this argument. When we get to Romans 3rd chapter, verse 25, he says, For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. That's some good news there. That echoes what we talked about last week, how perfect love casts out all fear. We are not afraid of God's punishment because we know his grace. And we know his grace by placing our faith in Jesus. And since we place our faith in Jesus, then we know how great his love is towards us. And once we understand that, that's why Paul breaks out the argument and then what shall we say? <laughs> what shall we say? Also, I want to highlight, before we get to what shall we say, we begin Romans 8, chapter verse 1. I reminded us, right, there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But that's coming after he's already dealing with wrestling with the flesh, with the spirit. We are living in a time now that it's hard for us to serve our God in the spirit because the flesh is wicked. Paul made it very clear. He says, when I want to do good, evil is right there. You might be wondering, where can I find that verse? I'm so glad you're paying attention to asking such good questions. Well, just before you get to the 8th chapter in verse 1, you're going to find that verse. Because that's why he moved on to there's no condemnation. Let me know that, yes, we are wretched. Yes, we are in need of grace and of mercy. But he says, thank God. 
Aren't you glad for thank God? He says, thank God through Jesus Christ that has saved us, that, that has redeemed us and washed us. And so when you look at that, that's why he gets excited and says, there's now no condemnation. It means that because I've messed up, but I know his grace, I know his mercy, I know how to repent and turn away from my wickedness and walk in obedience to my God. I know that what I've done in the past has been washed by the blood of the Lamb, and that has changed my future. I, I was headed into one destination, but when I found Jesus, I realized I can keep on walking with him, talking with him, and walk in his grace and his mercy and realize his love has saved me, that I don't walk with the wickedness, but I stand in righteousness. That's this gospel message he's proclaiming to them. This is the gospel message he's expressing to them, that he says, what are these things? Jesus came to earth. To be our propitiation, to be our sacrifice, to redeem us. And that's why when we break bread together and drink together for the remissions of sins, we are remembering of his sacrifice, of his life that was given up so that we might be right with God, have atonement and have righteousness with God. We are not justified because of what we have done, but we are justified for what Christ has done for us. So this view of God's love is why Paul reminds us in this letter that God will give us everything that we need. You see how he moves from these things, verse 31 to verse 32, that he did not withhold his only son. That's how you know when someone cares for you when they can give you the last. Am I talking to somebody here? I've sat down before and I've had a full meal, but I had that one last french fry and I get mad when somebody asks for that french fry. Like, like, why you want this last one? I, I, I want to finish off my meal with this last one, right? But if I love you, I'll be able to give you up my last one. Y'all quiet on me. Or you were thirsty, you was drinking that pop, and all of a sudden you get down to the bottom, you ready to finish it off and get that nice express. Like, ah, it's all good. But somebody says, can I get a sip? You're like, why you want my sip? Why can't you go get your mouth talk to somebody, right? Or you had some cake, you had some pie, you done ate all that cake all by yourself, but you got one piece left, and you've been waiting for that one piece. You come home, and somebody said, can I get that piece? So wait a minute, why do you want a piece now? You've been waiting all day. This is my piece now, right? And so it gets down to that one. Are we willing to give it? But God gave his only begotten son. If he could not withhold his son for us because how much he loved us, because it behooved him, because he, his love moved him in such a way that he must submit Jesus Christ to be our perfect sacrifice. That this love expressed to us that if you would not withhold the son, what will he withhold from you? That's why Christ was able to teach us says that my God will supply everything that you needed, whatever you ask, in my name. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the key is that if I place my faith in Jesus... It unlocks me to understand how great, how big, how wide, how amazing his love is. This provision of his love, notice that it involves eternity, that it never ends. It protects us. It leads us into a right direction to be with him in heaven. And this love is our encouragement. This love is our source. This love is our strength. And when we know this love is our strength, then we can be confident knowing that no matter who attacks us, they can't defeat us. That's why he goes in talking about how God is for us. Look at verse 33 with me. Y'all with me? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us if you have not caught on how New Living Translation tries to highlight this power for this Christ did all this for us <laughs> thinking about how much he loves you he did all this for you I don't know how else to explain it but think about it that if you lived your life always trying to take care of somebody else why do you want to take care of somebody because you love them and because Christ loves us so much he did all this for us so that he can be, so that we can be where he is we have all sinned to fall short of the glory of God again Paul made that very clear Romans 3.23 all the sin upon short of the glory of God when we, when we, and when we look at Romans 6.23 it says for the wage of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life 
through Christ Jesus. So you make it very clear that we all have messed up. We're all in need of grace. But because of how great his love is, he has provided grace. Therefore, we know we sin. We know we've messed up. And here's the here's other thing I'm going to highlight to you that you don't need somebody else to tell you how you messed up. You already know. And the problem is that since you already know, we are oftentimes harder on ourselves than somebody else. We know how we've messed up. We know we have not accomplished the things that we want to accomplish. We've not achieved things we have not achieved. But nobody knows better than you, right, how hard you try to get those things that you have not attained for. And so, therefore, when you see other things happening, you beat yourself down even more. And people can come and pat you on your back tell you, it's all right. You get mad at them because you, in your heart you already know it's not all right. But here I'm going to encourage to let you know that there's nothing that's too hard, that's too difficult, that's too messed up that God can't fix it. It's time to realize that it may not be in our time, it may not be the way we want it, but trust you that God's love is so good, he will get you where you want to be. And what I said, he'll get you where you want to be, but sometimes you don't know where you want to be. You thought you want to be right here, but God is protecting you from getting there. It's some reason why you might be going through so many roadblocks and so many issues that God let you know, like, that's not where you're supposed to be. You have great ideas and people tell you how good it is over there. But God say, no, that's not for you. Y'all need some help. Let me help you out. Remember David wanted to build a temple? God let him know, that's not for you. But even when David told the prophet that he was going to build a temple, the prophet agreed with him. That's a good idea. But the God told the prophet, go back and tell him it's a good idea, but it's not for him. So David understood it wasn't for him, but we know what David did. He prepared the temple for his son. So that his son could move on in that place. Sometimes we got to learn how to realize that what I want may be for somebody else. And how can I be loving towards that person, support that person in doing something that I want to do, but I can love and be encouraging to them, knowing that God has set limits in my life, understanding that he wants me to be successful. Notice this, that in all that King David has done, he is still well known. But he didn't make the temple. And that's the main thing he wanted to do, more than anything else. But he had peace on every side. <laughs> His kingdom expanded. But yet God told him, not so. When we understand how God can give us limits, when we understand that God knows how to protect us from things that we don't know that's ahead of us. Matter of fact, Paul, who wrote this letter, wanted to go one place, but God told him, no, you can't go. <laughs> He said he wanted to go, but the Spirit told him, said, no. And he had to go in another route. But another time, somebody came and told him, saying, don't go in. They're going to do this to you. But Paul said, I got to go. <laughs> said, if they beat me, even if they kill me, I got to go and proclaim this gospel. And so there's times in our lives that we might have times of obstruction, and we have my times people try to stop us from doing, but yet we got to be in tune enough, like Paul was in tune enough, to know where God is leading us. That we walk in his protection and his love. That's why we, we walk in our new life in Christ. We're walking by faith, not by sight. And we walk in the joy of being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We understand that we are covered by this great love. That this love that has washed us white as snow. This love that, uh, that perfect love that casts out all fear. This love that covers the multitude of sins. This love that gives us joy and peace. We find out that when I'm walking in this love, that I am not being condemned, that nothing can come, come against me, no accusation come against me that can stop me from knowing who God is, knowing this, that because I've been redeemed, because I've been washed, you can bring up my past, but I can point to my future. My future is reminded by what Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. My future points out that to be absent from the body, be present with the Lord. My future tells me there's a city with gold and pearls and emblems and beautiful gates. My city tells me it's going to be no need for the sun, no need for the moon, because God and the sun will be all the light that we need. My future tells me that there will be no more death, but there'll be forever hello and never goodbye. And so I know that what I've done in the past, but I think I also know that what I did in the past, Christ died <laughs> for what I did in the past, so that I, I can walk in a new life in him. Am I talking to somebody here? So when I understand that 
accusations will come and people try to condemn me and people try to tell me who I am or who I am not, that's when we got to remind them that I am a child of God. Paul said in the same letter that if we suffer with him, then we will reign with him. And we hear it all the time in workout, right? No pain, no gain. Well, we also say, and I want to understand, by walking for Christ, you might suffer for Christ. But if you can endure that pain with him, you will dearly, surely uh, enjoy the reign with him. When we look at how nothing can separate us. So God is for us what? Who can be against us. And so when we look, continue on looking at this text now, when we look at this separation, right, the first part, uh, God is for us. So I'm going to look at verse 33. So who dare accuse us? Whom God has chosen for his own. So don't let somebody tell you who you are not. Well, you can tell them who you are. I am a child of God. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. For no one, for God himself has given us right standing with him. Again, God made us right with him. Not because what we have done, but because what he has done. So who then will condemn us? No one. So therefore, don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself worse than what you are, but realize that God's grace is good enough for you. Understand that God's love is good enough for you. And that Christ died for us and was raised alive for us. And he is sitting on the place of honor on God's right hand pleading for us. So you got the greatest lawyer right now pleading on your behalf. Say, Lord, give them grace. For they called on my name. And Lord, I know they messed up, but look, they're turning around. They're changing their heart. They're changing their minds. And we're showing the fruit of repentance because how great his love is towards us. Then verse 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? And now when we look at this, Paul is pointing out there is no situation in our life that is able to separate us from the protective love and the commitment of God the Father. No tribulation, no distress, no persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. These hardships that will come in our life does not mean God does not love us. Oftentimes in life, when we are going through hardships in our life, that's when we start questioning, does God love me? You go through the Psalms, it's times of their rebelliousness, that they are being oppressed. They start wondering, does God love us? And then you look at them psalms, they're reminded about his unfailing love. And what they're reminded is that I'm not in this situation because of the lack of God's love, but I'm here because of my sin. Oftentimes in our lives, we can look at it that it's something that I have done that caused me to be in the mess that I'm in. But then if I did not cause the mess that I'm in, guess what? Guess what? That means that God can get me out of my mess. And here's the thing, that's why we like the 23rd number of songs, saying no matter what's going on in our life, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Knowing that he's going to lead me in a, in a path that righteous for his name's sake. So knowing this, that if he is with me, then his rod and his staff will what? Protect me. So when I understand his love protects. Even when I'm going through situations that are beyond my control, even if I'm going through situations that are my fault, God will protect me. Let me give you some examples here. Uh, you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, you know they went into the furnace not because of what they have done, but because of how they were faithful to God. And because of them being faithful to God, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And what they told the kings is, even if my God does not show up, we're not going to bow down to this image. They threw him in the fire. God showed up. They walked out the fire. Now, let me show you the flip side about the children of Israel did not believe in the good report. Do you understand that they could have been in the promised land the next day? Y'all don't hear me? They could have been in the promised land the next day. But instead, it took them 40 years. But in those 40 years, even because of their disobedience, God protected them. Mm. They had sandals that never wore out. They didn't need no sole inserts. They didn't need them to be re-threaded. These shoes lasted forever. And their clothes, y'all know, they didn't have a closet, y'all. They had maybe one garment and an alternative, and they were good to go. There was no holes. There was no ran down. Everything was good for them in the world. And God provided with them food every day. 
And he led them by day and by night. You understand here? That even in their disobedience, it did not separate them from his love. So, whatever you think you're going through, I want you to know that you're not alone. God's love is good. Tell your neighbor, God's love is good enough. When, when, when Paul is pointing out uh, that we got victory in our God, he's, he's highlighting them that no matter what we're going through, we have victory. He's pointing out that there's no situation in our life that is able to separate us from the protective love and the commitment of our God. This is why he's convinced we have victory. In John 16, 33, Jesus says this, I have told you in all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Matter of fact, in this Paul's letter to 1 Corinthians, the same thing he talks about, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Am I here glad you got the victory? And so we understand that God's love protects us. He says, even when you are going through trials and tribulations in your life, everything's going to be all right. He's echoing, echoing Psalm 44, verse 22. He says, but for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. But he's pointing out, but no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through who? Christ Jesus. This love cannot be defeated. This love cannot be broken. This love cannot be destroyed in any way, any shape, or any manner. This is why Paul is convinced because of the overwhelming evidence of God's amazing love being expressed to us through this great gospel that we've come to know as the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This love moves him to close this out at verses 38 to 39 saying, I am convinced. That nothing can ever separate from God's love. When he's pointing out these different things, he says, death. For we have eternal life through Christ Jesus. He's not worried about the trials and tribulations of life. Because that will not stop the redemption power of God and his love moving in your life. Even if angels and demons are coming against you, they can't stop what God is doing for you. And then when it says powers, the principalities, he's now related even to the powers of Satan. If you need some history about that, go and look at Job. And Job was walking the earth and God asked, have you considered my servant Job? Satan says, I can't get to him. You got such a hedge of protection around him. Honestly, glad that God is protecting you. When the enemy's trying to get to you, <laughs> he realized, I can't touch you. Because God's got protection around you. Nothing in your present or what's going to come can separate God. Now, here's the other thing that Jesus made it very clear. Why are you worried about tomorrow? Tomorrow won't worry about itself. You can't add a measure to your height. You can't change anything. So why are you worrying about tomorrow when you should just be serving me today? I was at a few more witnesses here. All you got to do is say, Lord, I love you and serve him today. And realize God will take care of tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. That's why he did not say, Lord, give me tomorrow. But he said, give me this day. Y'all don't hear me? My daily bread. See, God is going to take care of you. As long as you are breathing, he's got your back. So stop worrying about tomorrow. Are you serving him right now? Are you walking in his love right now? Knowing his love will protect you. His love will care for you. No governmental authority. Mm. They don't got power to stop what God is doing. No height or depth. Basically saying there's nothing. You can't. The psalmist says if I go into the depths of the sea, you are there. If I go into the darkness, you are there. So you can't hide from God's love. No matter how high you go, how low you are, if His love is that big that you can't get over, you can't get under, you can't get around. No distance is too great from our God. Oftentimes in life, right, we, we tell people we grew apart. But in our God's love, we'll never grow apart. There's nothing in all creation that is able to separate us from the love of God, which is in who? Christ. Jesus. So I want to encourage you to walk in this love. To walk in this love. By walking in this love, I encourage you realizing that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, we want to make sure it's for the glory of God. 
We want to make sure that when I eat, I'm doing it for his glory. When I lay down, I'm doing this for the Lord. When I rise up, I'm doing this for his glory. I want to make sure no matter what it is, that it's for his glory. I want to walk in obedience towards his love. And realize that as long as I'm being obedient to God, I don't need to worry about anything else. Because I want you to know that God will not be mocked. You reap what you sow. So we can't say I love God and be hateful towards other people. Come on, somebody. And so therefore, let me walk in his love and embrace his love and embrace this gospel and realize that my God's going to take care of everything else. So that means when I'm being loving towards somebody that's being evil towards me and hateful towards me, I don't got to worry about what's going to happen to them. Y'all quiet on me. I know that the revenge belongs to the Lord. And so it's, he's the great judge. He's the great I am. As I know, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I, I, I start at verse 31, but if you go a little bit earlier in Romans 8, 20, it says, And I know that all things are out for together those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So if you believe that you are loved by him and called according to his purpose, then you know that everything is going to work out. Everything is going to be all right. So stop stressing out and worrying about how it's going to get put together. When all you got to do is just trust in the Lord. Let me give me a few more witnesses. I'm going to take my seat. When you get on that plane, that door to the pilot is locked. And you have no access to that pilot. No matter what might be happening on that plane, you can't get into that cockpit. But you trust him, you pray, I hope we land all right. Y'all quiet on me. But I want to let you know that we got a pilot. And we got access to that pilot. And on the right hand of the pilot is Jesus himself. And he's letting you know that don't worry, child, everything's going to be all right. And when you know that no matter how shaky it's going to get and how rough it's going to get, that his love will never fail. His love will always be there for us. I want you to understand that we don't have much here on this earth to hold on to. But yet we know he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. So hold on, my children, on God's love. Everything else will pass away. But these three things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these things is love. So I'm so glad for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Think about everything God has done for you. So no matter how much is shaking, you got access to the power. Say, Father, I need you. Every hour I need you. And knowing that he is able to present you uh, uh, exceedingly beyond with joy and clean and faultless in his presence. Knowing that God wants you to be right with him. So don't get caught up about what you can't control. But, but call on the one who is in control. And say, Lord, I don't know how it's going to fix it and how it's going to end and how it's going to go. But I know that, Lord, you're going to work it out for my good. Because you are good. And your love endures forever. Your love protects. Let us pray. God, we just thank you that you are a present help in the time of trouble. That God, that no matter what we're going through, it does not hinder your love moving in our lives. Father, your love is the same each and every day. How amazing your love is. How awesome your love is. And Father, we just thank you for your love. Father, there might be someone here who's wrestling, going through some hardships in their lives right now. God, I pray that they are reminded right now that your love is sufficient, your mercy is everlasting, your grace without end. Father, I pray that they are reminded that they don't have to fix it, they don't have to work it out. But Lord, may they just put it in your hands and say, Lord, I trust you. May they let go and let you be God in their lives. May they be still to see you moving in their lives. Father, we just thank you, God, that we don't have to be stressed, we don't have to be worried about anything. But Father, we just want to believe in you. So help us, O oh God, that we will walk in faith. That we'll show the fruit of your spirit. That we'll share this awesome gospel with others and help them know too. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Help us, O oh God, that we walk with confidence, knowing that your love never fails. So may we consistently show that love through grace, through mercy, through forgiveness, through kindness, through patience, through self-control. Help us, O oh God. In Jesus Christ, and go we pray. Amen. As we continue to worship, prepare to give God his tithes and our offering, and then we'll have our, our ushers to come forward to lead us in this moment of time.
Amen. As we, as we get ready to do so, let us pray and pray to give God his tithes and our offering. Those who are online, you're able to give uh, through texting as well, online to download our app. Let us pray. Mighty God, we just thank you for how you blessed us and prospered us. We freely give back to you, Lord, Lord, that already belongs to you. And now, Father, we ask you to bless those who have desired to give, but yet have not. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that you supply our every need. So, Father, we ask you to bless what is given. For the ability and the education of your church, Almighty God, multiply and increase. Jesus Christ and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We welcome to walk around. Amen. If you decide today you're looking for a church home, and this is the place we welcome to come and join as our ushers come forward. Amen. We have our junior ushers working with us too, as well. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that.
God is love, never fails. Bless us as we leave this place and never your presence. May your sweet communion, the Holy Spirit, God, is ready to keep us. We all meet in our minds.